The 93-94 NBA season brought the end of an era. The Lakers missed the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. And while that's not particularly surprising, since all teams have ups and downs, what is surprising is that they largely blamed a player who had been with the team for many of those successful years. After being diagnosed with HIV in 1991, Magic Johnson retired from the Lakers. Three years later, he returned as the head coach to finish out the 94 season. And things started out well. The Lakers won five of the first six games with Magic Johnson at the helm. Things went south thereafter, though, and they lost their last 10 games. Magic Johnson retired from head coach of the Lakers with a record of 5-11. and 11. Another head coach, Andy Reid's story, couldn't be more different. He started out his collegiate career at Glendale Community College and then transferred to BYU, where he rarely saw the field. But what he did see at BYU was the coaching style and system of Lavelle Edwards, one of the greatest head coaches in college football history. After he finished up playing, he started his career coaching. Andy Reid has since gone on to become the only head coach in NFL history to win 100 games with two separate teams. He spent the last 10 seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs and has led them to the Super Bowl in three of the last four years, winning the Super Bowl two of those years. So looking at these two stories, what can we learn about the difference between great coaches and great players? I had the chance to talk a little bit about that with Emily Lunt, the head coach for the Southern Utah University women's lacrosse team. Hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome to the Living Life Our Way podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you live intentionally. Our goal is to take back control of our lives by living life on our terms. Join us as we work towards living life our way. All right, so I'm Troy here today with Emily Lunt, who in addition to being my daughter is the current head coach of the women's lacrosse team down at Southern Utah University. Scobirds. Scobirds. There we go. And we are excited to talk with her a little bit about uh, her experience of transitioning from player to coach. So Emily was a great high school lacrosse player and played some uh, some lacrosse in college as well. She was approached recently about starting a program down at Southern University, uh, Southern Utah University, that uh, did not have a program before. And she accepted the challenge and for the last several months has been working to recruit players, to put together funding, and to uh, assemble a team to represent uh, Southern Utah University. So, Emily, there are some players who are excellent players, but when they try to transition to coaching, they don't find success. Why do you think that is? Uh, some players, I think, are very focused on developing the fundamentals and developing their skills as individual players, um, and at the same time have less appreciation and maybe even awareness of everything that's going into the development of the team. That makes sense. So what experiences have you had that you think maybe give you a better perspective on focusing on those team systems than than maybe other players have? Yeah, well, I think playing, um, I've played for, you know, over 10 years and I've had the opportunity to play on a lot of different teams and work with a lot of different coaches. And um, there's a significant difference between uh, the teams that I've played on and the cultures they have. And so that's given me the opportunity to really pick and choose what um, types of teams I want to participate on based on what their cultures look like and what their goals are. Great. And so maybe let's talk a little bit about the Southern Utah University women's lacrosse program and your team and what you've experienced down there and 
and what you're trying to build. So tell us a little bit about the history of you getting started there, and then we can talk a, a bit more about what you're building. Sure. So uh, there's a there's a group of girls that wanted to get a team started. A men's team had gotten started a couple years ago. And so the men's team was had a table set up at an event and a, a bunch of girls had gone up to them. The men's team had gathered numbers, me being one of them, but feeling like my time as a player had kind of expired. I just let them know I'd love to help in any way I can. And and at the first meeting these girls put together, they said, we need to find a coach. And the president of the club said, does anyone have coaching experience? And I let them know I have coaching experience and I I don't intend to play. And I, I coached a little bit of middle school when I was in high school and then helped a little bit with some high school club teams. So very minimal coaching experience. But honestly, the opportunity seemed pretty exciting, pretty low pressure because it was a brand new team. And, and so I just thought I'd I'd go ahead and give it a try. And they, they were excited to have someone who they didn't need to, you know, pay a lot of money or someone who was just willing to jump in and help. Great. And so you saw this opportunity. What have you seen? Maybe first off, what have you seen are some of the challenges of trying to build the culture that you were talking about? Yeah, I think it's interesting because none of the girls on my team came to SEU to play lacrosse because mm. this got this team got created in the middle of um, the fall semester. And so it's really interesting working with these girls because there's a whole range of motivations and drives that these girls have. You know, some are really interested in making friends and some are really interested in developing as a a lacrosse player. So it's been kind of trying to take what my expectations would be for the team and then um, also taking into account their expectations and dropping to kind of where they're at and trying to lift them from there. Sure. And I sounds like you have players with different experience levels, probably different skill levels. What have you done to try to to mesh them into a culture that lets everybody move at the pace that they want to move, so to speak? Yeah, I, I think um, a big thing is I've got three great captains, three three girls who I saw were there to have fun, already have really great um, lacrosse skills developed, and we're just really had a positive outlook on this team with, you know, expectations to just have a great culture. And so we've got girls who are brand new and have never played before. And my captains are a huge help with really bringing those girls in and showing them that lacrosse is more than just if you're uh, you know, a developed player, a new player. It's a lot more about, you know, teamwork and, and friendship and making this community of um, kind of a family, a family community feel. Great. And one of the things that that we are are focused on is this this idea of of being intentional or defining what outcomes or what success looks like. Tell us a little bit about the process that you went through both in in defining and working with your team to define that, and then also making sure that that was communicated in a, in a way that you got buy-in from the team uh, on, on that. Yeah, well, I think um, my expectations, kind of the expectations that I had defined from the beginning were, you know, we're going to go out, I've got a lot of talented players, we're going to win games, and we're going to just have this amazing, successful first year. And I quickly found out that, you know, not only do we have all these new girls who are learning and but it also takes a you know considerable amount of time and effort to to build that chemistry on the field. And so maybe that focus isn't really going to be the best for the team and we'd be leaving some girls behind. So I really had to change my outlook about the way that I was coaching the team in 
um, empowering them to just, you know, come to practice and be willing to put work in and and support each other so that at the end of the day, we're going, we're playing these games. And even if we're getting smashed, we're still, you know, having fun on the field together. And we're feeling proud of the effort that we've put in and the work we've done, regardless of what's on the scoreboard. Sounds great. And what about balancing out those needs and desires that the uh, the more advanced players have with those of, of the players that are just trying lacrosse for the first time? Yeah, I think uh, something that's actually helped is some of these trainings that I've facilitated off the field. Um, trainings focused on intentionality and um, compassion, really bringing the team together and helping them you know, with the goal of helping them understand that when a team leaves girls that maybe have lower expectations or who are brand new and don't have expectations behind and progress quicker and faster and further than them, um, it really is damaging to the team. And so I've tried to really help the team understand that together is where we're going to have the best success and and be able to work together the best. And I think that's those advanced girls who have been playing probably just as long as I have, um, have really picked up on that concept. And they just been they've been awesome with girls of any, you know, motivations or skill level. And that makes a lot of sense, I guess, um, as sort of a follow up, most teams have the goal or the dream, at least of winning the championship, going undefeated and, and winning all their games. It sounds like it became evident to you pretty quickly that that was not going to be the case, but it sounds like there were some really positive things that came out of that by aligning your definition of success with where the team was and what they were likely to be able to accomplish. Tell, tell us a little bit about some of the benefits of recognizing that winning a championship wasn't really the measure of success for this team. Yeah, I mean, I think the start of the of the experience that we've had um, really showed to us that winning, um, going out and winning games and winning a championship wasn't going to be a realistic um, goal for us because, you know, we've got 10 experienced players showing up and then seven who have literally never picked up a lacrosse stick showing up. And so in focusing on wins and having that be the the main drive of our practices and our time together, um, I think we would have lost a lot of girls and may not have been able to even carry out a program. And so just realizing that, you know, that that for this year, that's not going to be a goal that's going to take us anywhere. That sounds great. And and so just to be clear, as you were sort of designing what success looks like, you had to look and say, what does success really look like for the program where it is? And success, to some extent, was survival. You, you had to have enough players willing to play, willing to come to practices in order to just survive. So that became a determinant in what in what your goals could be. Does that sound fair? Yeah, correct. I mean, you've got these brand new girls and if they thought that the expectation was for us to go and win a bunch of games, you know, they're going to feel completely discouraged because lacrosse is not something you just pick up super quick and easy. Um, But by changing that culture, it's really given them a fun space to learn something that they probably at first thought that they'd never get. And now we've got these girls who are on the field in games 
you know, playing side by side with these girls who have played for years. And it's, it's a really cool thing to see. That's awesome. So final question is what is this experience and what has the process of having to, to redefine success for the team? What, what has that taught you about your personal life or how, how has that impacted your, uh, your personal life and the way you approach your goals? Sure. I think sometimes, um, it's important to, to take a look at the expectations that I have in my life and to make sure that one, those expectations are really what's going to bring me success in my life. And then two, um, when I find out, you know, realistic goals that are going to actually add meaning to my life, making sure that the systems that I'm putting in place in my life, just like the systems I put in place at practice and in team bonding activities really bring that, um, bring those, you know, that, that overall expectation and those, those goals to life. And, and that's really where you're able to find meaning in life. That's where these girls are able to find meaning in playing on this lacrosse team. Well, I'm sure they appreciate all the work you've put in to facilitate the team and to see the successes that you've already had. So congratulations. Thanks for taking a little bit of time to talk with us and continued good luck for the, uh, the women's lacrosse team down at Southern Utah University. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the future, we'll be having other exciting guests on the show. Subscribe to be notified when those shows go live.